was six, my babysitter was murdered. And they never caught him? Justice was done. Wanna play? Nika, the murders were real. Chucky never was. That's right. He was a fantasy. A delusion. Are you feeling better now? I don't blame you for being afraid. I was very ill. Chucky told me. He's coming for you. It's important that we all explore it together as a group. I think I have something that will help. Whoa. Hi, I'm Chucky. Wanna play? First, he'll kill each and every one of you in the most horrible ways you can imagine. And then he'll kill me, too. Come to mommy. Are you afraid of the truth? Terrified. You should be too. Night night. <laughs> and they call me sick? Wait a minute, there's two of them? He'll kill us all! <laughs> right! <laughs> A true classic never goes out of style. everybody this is brandon ford and welcome to the blind rage podcast as always i'm happy to have james garibay back with me for more chucky mania say hi james oh oh hello oh god you really gated up there wow and he didn't Somebody even tell me to. He, he didn't tell me he was gonna do that either um i like to surprise did, people did you just think of that just now yes yes i did <laughs> you know you got to make your intros a little personal this is true. This is true. You have to make it more to be memorable to the people. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I'm trying to branch out on my own. Start oh, my own. And he's going to leave me in the dirt. That's what's going to happen. Yep. That's the way of it. <laughs> I'm going to pull a, a share on my ass. <laughs> no, no. Um, but we are doing the last film in the official original Child's Play franchise, at least to date. Yes, I like that you mentioned film because it is the last film <laughs> mm -hmm. before mm -hmm. the series officially comes out. Mm -hmm. So we're doing at least to this time, the time of this recording. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, by the time this is posted, it's probably going to be all old news. Um, but it's okay so we, as long as we have fun doing it. Exactly. So we are going to be doing Cult of Chucky, an entry in the series that I'm not too, too familiar with because it was released at a time when my vision really had gone to shit. 
and I couldn't find an audio described version, but that sucks. Um, yeah, and not to be to you know to bring the down the room, <laughs> but I do remember when it premiered on Sci-Fi that you know I I couldn't get excited about it. Because I knew I wouldn't be able to watch it and enjoy it and have fun with it the way I had with all the others, except for right. Um, and even still, like, there's nothing out there for audio on audio's described version. Not that I know. Uh, there could, still could be at some point because there are a lot of movies that don't have. Well, the vast majority don't have audio described versions on um blu-ray or dvd Mm -hmm. um but sometimes when they get picked up by netflix they might have one a lot of movies that air on tv over in the uk get audio described they have a lot more stuff on tv that is audio described. That's cool. Um, I don't know how you do it if, or even if it's possible here. Uh, um, should be. There's your million dollar idea for Shark Tank. Um, yeah, but I don't know how to do any of that stuff. <laughs> I should just like, okay, um, so there should be a thing for the visually impaired where they can turn on audio description on their TVs. Yes, yes. And they would be like, well, how would that work? I don't know. You don't know? I, I that, don't that's, know. That's for the other people to figure out. You've yes. just got the idea. I just have sell the idea. That idea. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm just the spokes model. You can, you can sell that idea for millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. And then give partial credit to me for pushing you. <laughs> mm-hmm. But James is going to help me out a bit with this one and um, maybe point me to some things that I missed. Uh, yes. Because I did, when I got the Blu-ray, I did try to watch it. And then at about mm, the midpoint, I couldn't follow it anymore because it became more action than um, dialogue and I didn't know what was what. Um, All right. See, I rely heavily on the dialogue to guide me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as dumb as it sounds, I really look for like the characters to say, Oh my God, I can't believe that so-and-so just shot so-and-so. <laughs> you know, just like be, good luck, be descriptive, be a little more expository in your dialogue. Right. Right. People like me who don't know <laughs> what the fuck is going on. Um, All right. Every so often I'll let you know what's going on. Or I'll just ask you. Yeah. I'll ask you how cute the gay nurse is. Ask you to describe him to me. Um, but before we get into that, 
I'm going to get the plugs out of the way. As always, I'd like to encourage you to check out my books um, by going to Amazon.com or the Amazon app on your smartphone. Typing in Brandon Ford, you'll find several of my titles in Kindle and paperback editions as well as my Amazon author page. Just click on follow and you'll get email notifications whenever I have a new release. I'm also on Audible. Uh, I have several audio books available there. You can check them out on Audible by going to audible.com or the Audible app on your phone. I don't push this as much as I should, probably because Audible isn't giving me any money. But if Those you sign bastards. up, if you sign up for an account with Audible, you do get a free audio book, even if you don't keep the account. So you just have to cancel um after the 30 day period and sometimes it's two free audiobooks if you sign up with for a new account so well that's fun yeah so sign Come up on, with audible two free books people sign up with audible get some free books hopefully they're mine you don't have to read them no flipping pages you just sit yeah. and listen and i have an excellent excellent um producer for several of my titles michael butler who also helps mix the podcast commentaries so yeah he i not just looking your balls here mike i've said it to you many times before but you are definitely the best producer that i've worked with thus far and i look forward to working with you on further projects and not to take anything away from the other narrators who have worked on my books, I've I've been lucky to have all um, all good uh, narrators for my. It's projects. a collaborative effort, right? <laughs> for you and your narrators. <laughs> well, the thing with Mike is, and I've told him this too. He really doesn't need any direction. He just gets it, and he reads it exactly the way it sounds in my head that's awesome that's tough it to find really, i imagine if it is oh god yeah but yeah when i hear when i hear the samples of stuff he's been working on it's like yep that's exactly the way i thought i wanted the character to say it and there was one thing that i couldn't believe that he got um he got right on the nose where it was a character who was asked something and the end, she just gave a no to it, but it was supposed to be like a playful no. And mm -hmm. he, he just like instinctively got that. No, which is exactly, exactly what I wanted. That's cool. And he knew that because he is awesome. Like yeah, that. that's special right there. Very much so. Um, but yes, so um, audible.com, free books if you sign up. Um, you can also follow me on Instagram at writer Brandon Ford. I'm also on Letterboxd as well as Twitter at Brandon Ford. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, critiques, suggestions, recommendations, you can feel free to email me at blindragepod81 at gmail.com. 
lastly, please, please, please do not forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Even if you don't rate reviews, it only takes a second to hit the drop down and select a star rating. It helps with the algorithms, gets the podcast more uh, attention, and gets me more exposure. Um, Damn algorithms. If you notice, there are no ads on the Blind Rage podcast. I don't have any sponsors, and I do that purposefully because I don't want to annoy people with sponsors because I don't like sponsors. I don't like (laughs) hearing ads when I listen to podcasts. I know. And I always skip them, so I don't even understand what the fuck the point of it is. It's not like they you have to listen to them. So, um, and even when they have the podcast host, you know, doing the um, the reading, mm-hmm. it's still annoying. And um, and one thing that really got to me is there was a a a, a radio personality who his contract ended on Sirius XM. And uh, so he went over to the podcasting and he got some sponsors. And while the show is the same in essence, it's more fucking ads than when he was on the radio. So it's like, I can't even listen to it. And that's annoying. It's the principle of the matter. Like you sold out. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, so I don't yes, have any ads. Money is nice, but you know, I don't have any ads. I do this purely for the love of talking about movies, and if I sell some books in the process, so much the better. There you go. <laughs> There's your ad right there. Buy the books. <laughs> I, you know, I'm Great my people. own. I'm my own sponsor. There you go. So, but seriously, give us the stars. Yeah, that was the voice <laughs> of God right there. Um, it's all about cupping the mic. <laughs> mhm. And the ball. But anyway, um It's going to be that kind of show tonight, uh, huh? <laughs> that was good, and I'm really I'm I'm generally not quick like that. But I have to give myself a pat on the bat, back. Yes, for that I, I will applaud that. <laughs> Good job, Brandon. It, it could be I'm getting a little punchy. But. Um, so since it has been relatively um, soon since the last time we recorded... Um, I don't think there has been much by way of uh, news and uh, other such stuff to report. So I think we are just going to get right on into the movie. Because I know James is super duper excited for this one. I'm bouncing in my seat. He loves him some Fiona Dourif. And I love Chucky. Fiona Dorf is just, you know, a nice little treat. She's just the bonus. She's the cherry on the Sunday. Well, I've mentioned this before. She's just awesome in person. Mm-hmm. Did you meet anybody from this one? Uh, no. 
Um, not this one specifically. Um, it was that reunion a few years back at Frightmare. It was basically everybody. So everybody I got to meet, um, Catherine, Catherine, Kyle, um, Don. Yeah. I, it, they were all like sectioned in a little corner of the convention hall. And I started with Brad Dorif and then I, Fiona was sitting right next to him at the next table. And so then I went to her and then I went to Don Mancini and then across was Alex Vincent and Christina Lee. So it was just like a big circle that all the fans made and it was awesome. But as far as any of the side characters from this one, no. I don't know. It could just be me, but Alex Vincent kind of gives me a vibe that he would be unapproachable. Not entirely. Mm. I mean, so. I was able I was able to converse with him a little bit, but you can it's not like he's an asshole, you know? It's it's just you can tell that he's he's a very private person. Mm. I guess is a good way to put it. Mm. You know, but and I always considered myself a poor judge of character. <laughs> I mean, he'll sit there and chat with you, but you know. He's, well, what do you what do you mean by private? Like, what did you ask him that he didn't want to? Talk I mean, about? I just kind of told him that I was a big fan and just like how I, how much I enjoyed seeing him and the new stuff. And he's just like, "Cool, thank you." Like, you know, like he appreciate he appreciates the fandom. Like, I'll say that much at least. But let's just. It's almost kind of like he has a little bit of social anxiety hmm. look, looking back on it, you know, like, like maybe he has like an issue with like massive crowds and like he doesn't, he appreciates the attention, but he doesn't want it in a sense, you know, hmm. you know, it's not like he's just like, get the fuck away from me. Here's your signature. Now go, mm-hmm. you know, but like he, he loves the fandom. He loves the fans, but it may not be his like first choice of stuff to do on a weekend. Mm-hmm. You know, <clears throat> but Christine, like I've told you this and mentioned this on some of the other podcasts, you know, Christina Lee's was just, uh, she, <laughs> she's all for it. You know, she's like, a, she was like a social butterfly. Well, she does seem very down to earth and she it's, was. A shame, it's a shame that you didn't get to meet uh, Jennifer Tilly. Yeah, she doesn't do conventions. No, like, and I and I want her to. I really do because I think like I think they tried to get her for that one, but I think she had something else going on. They just couldn't Mm. schedule her. Um, Yeah, which also sucks because there was, I think Kate Beckinsale was actually supposed to be there that year, and I love Kate Beckinsale. She, I, I would love to meet her, but she was off making that crappy underworld movie so i'm sure what's her face um fucking um katherine heigl couldn't be bothered yeah no (laughs) but what about nick stabile i know he's not doing anything I think he does stuff here and there, but I don't think he's so busy that he can't do a convention every now and again. Right, right. And I'm telling you, 
if he sold pictures of himself shirtless by that van in the movie, he would clean the fuck up. Oh, you know he would. Because you and me are not the only gay fans he's got. No, no. Mm-mm. I mean, come on. The whole franchise was started by a gay guy. Mm-hmm. God, I wonder if Don Mancini was salivating on set. <laughs> well, maybe not publicly. Maybe not. Mm. And I'd still like to think that it was a casting couch situation. That Nick got, that's how Nick got the role. Mm-hmm. Mm, I'm just imagining that right now. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> like, how bad do you want this role, kid? All right, you're just starting out in Hollywood. This is mm-hmm. what you got to do. Mm-hmm. This is the way the game is played. I know. We've all seen those pornos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Anywho. Mm-hmm. So the main storyline of Cult of Chucky. Chucky returns to terrorize his human victim, Nika. Meanwhile, the killer doll has some scores to settle with his old enemies with the help of his former wife. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's the IMDb page. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. Uh, all right. I think we're about to get started here. So without further ado. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to watch along, we're going to begin with the three counts. So just make sure you have your movie queued up. Because here we go. We are going to begin in three, two, one, play. So we have the Universal logo. Um, you know, not being able to to see it visually i must say that i was very very confused by that character who had multiple personalities and thought he was michael phelps and shit when they started saying that he thought he was michael phelps then i was like oh because i heard his voice and i was like wait isn't he the other guy (laughs) yeah i i didn't get it kind of takes a second to get the bearings of that when you're in an insane asylum. I'm sorry, I've just uh, known someone who's into guns before. I'm not into guns, Rachel. I have. So, Andy's out on a date just trying to live his life. Um and then you got people talking about the second amendment. I have to say something. Hmm. And I did notice I just want to be able to protect this when I um when I watched this the first time, I'm getting some gay vibes from Alex. Yeah, I've always thought that too. You have a very dark past. Yeah, the um, maybe after a couple of drinks. Because I like you. Yeah, the gaydar is definitely definitely going off, especially listening to his voice. I babysitter was murdered. I, I can flashback of the first movie. Oh yeah, Aunt Maggie falling out the window. Yeah, there's just like something about him that just kind of like 
you, with my teacher and my you know? and Oh, by the way, you know what we never talked years. about before? Mm. That really, really cool um, poster for the first one that's just the building, the exterior of the building. Mm-hmm. Did you ever see that? Yeah. That's a really good post. I would like to have that. But uh, this is just too much for me. They kind of incorporated yeah. I I should, it. I, they kind of incorporated it in, into the DVD of the uh, anniversary edition where they put mm-hmm. like Chucky's face behind or, it. Or like half his face. Yeah. Yeah, I have. God. Okay, as a horror fan, we have, we all have horror walls. <laughs> Sure. Um, I think, I think I I do have something like that, but it, and it's of the building, and I think it's of it's of Andy at the bottom of it. Hmm. But but there's no Chucky. Mm-mm. So I'll just double check on that. Damn it! Why are you making me think about that? <laughs> All I remember is that it was just it's just a shot of the building at night, and the title is in the upper left hand corner, and there's a. There's a bolt of lightning. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I don't remember any Andy. But yeah, I like they, that they, they've imposed a lot of images to, probably to that probably to that main image. Probably, but as the original that's probably a teaser. Um but as 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 a an image it's it's very striking because you don't know at all what kind of movie this is going to be. You right. know, you got the building and you got that title. And back it definitely when they still left you with a little bit of suspense and not. Yeah, it makes you want to check it out for sure. Exactly. So Andy lives in an isolated cabin out in the snow, and he's got Chucky's head in a vault. Hmm. Because he blew his ass away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's almost like his little trophy. Well, that you're saying that you didn't, you don't like politics in your movies. There was a bit of politics in the opening scene where he was talking about guns over dinner. Yeah, yeah. But, and I stand by that political stuff, but it's not encased throughout the entire movie, you know? Mm. It's like one little discussion and a little bit from both sides. So I can forgive that. And plus you can understand why he's a gun advocate. Yeah, seriously. And he's getting high with Chucky. (laughs) Pass that joint over here, please. Don't you have a gun? I do. <laughs> what kind? Uh, Glock 19. Uh, fifth gen. Yeah. What about it's fun. Didn't he wanna play? Mm. You know, not because like I'm a gun fanatic, but you know, like if I want to have a firearm in my home to protect myself from God, God forbid, anything. You know, that's my right. Sometimes it's nice just hanging out on a Friday. Mm. Yeah. Not everybody has to agree with everything, and that's with your best friend. 
That's what it is. <laughs> okay, so yeah. he's gone a little crazy. He's torturing Chucky with a with a uh, blowtorch. Oh. Cult of Chucky. And the more I was listening to it, he really does have gay voice. <laughs> I think he plays for us. Yay! I knew it. The music is very psycho-esque. It is! It really is. And it's giving a lot of um, images from Curse of Chucky. Airy Woman Slaughters 5, talking about Nika. But one thing, like, they, they barely touch on what happened to Alice. Mm. Like I, I think they give like one slight mention, but they don't go into great detail. Oh, and it's got images from the original Child's Play, too. Mm. So it's one of those introductions where it's kind of like giving a previously on type of situation. Mm -hmm. So they're just explaining that Nika's gone to an insane asylum. She's having all these tests done and then we get more images from the past written and directed by Don Mancini one thing that I will say that I really didn't like about this um and it's you know I, I really can't make criticisms but I was able to figure this one out but it it does that thing which has become pretty commonplace in modern filmmaking with sex scenes where it's just a, two characters getting to know each other and then it's smash, smash cuts to them having vigorous sex right. for like a couple of seconds and then it cuts to another scene. Yeah. When it did that here, I was like, oh... Yeah. Because I've seen that so many fucking times before. Right, right. They don't make really? sex scenes the way they used to. Right? Like, how often in real life does that really happen? It's at least a couple of hours and a few drinks later. Mm. I mean, come on. I was in my 20s. <laughs> not that long ago. And it's not even just the characters doing that. Um in real time, I mean, or in the story itself, there have been moments um, and things where um, I've seen characters being asked, where were you at this time? And then the character thinks for a second and then it smash cuts to them having like fucking doggy style sex. <laughs> um, and then it cuts back. Um, so yeah, it's, it's overdone. I really don't like it. Yeah. Like if you're just there because there's, you got nothing else. And I, um, I have the same opinion about sex scenes in movies as I do with books only have it if it propels the story forward yeah um don't do it just to do it yeah. so to speak yeah. um 
Unless you're making a certain kind of movie, fine, I can forgive you. But, but if it's just there just because. No if it's there reason, just because. Yeah. Like, if it's going to help the story later on, is it going to, like you said, propel it forward? And I know, I know that this sounds slightly hypocritical coming from somebody who's such a hardcore slasher fan, and those movies have people fucked just to die, basically. Um, well, they had to establish the rules. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, I think it's more. I, I, my views on it are more strident when it comes to, to fiction writing, though, um, because it's, it's different because you can get across, um, the same thing as just saying, you know, these characters had a night of fucking vigorous passion or whatever that you can get across with having a sex scene that is graphic and explicit and goes on for pages and pages mm. and I will only use a sex scene if it's for a reason and right. if not then I won't do it or I'll do the fade out I'll you know say I'll have it build up to the reader knowing what's about right. to happen and like, then we're going to the next chapter yeah like it's implied you know what happened why why go into greater detail on something mm. that we all know what's happening mm -hmm. i've gotten to many an argument about other writers about this on <laughs> message boards like yes mm. sex is great but do we really need to read about it for pages and pages and see it for scenes and scenes on end? No, especially not the way certain writers do it. Yeah. Because a lot of a lot of writers claim to be uh, horror authors, but they use a lot of four-letter words when it comes to sex scenes. <laughs> and that's, first of all, that's lazy. And second of all, wrong place, wrong time. Um, I don't know. Well, it just it made me think. Thinking about getting in in arguments with people on well on Facebook too, um, <laughs> about things. It just made me think of this because I was listening to um. Can you see me? I was listening to a podcast that was talking about um, yeah. Blair Witch Two, which is a movie that like maybe three people in the world like but i think it's really good and i think it's very underrated um but like, it was a i like the ahead. concept of it but i mean as mm -hmm. in overall i mean it's i could take it or leave it um but um this was when the 2016 blair witch came out mm -hmm. And they were trying to say that because it was a direct sequel to the original, that Blair Witch 2 wasn't the sequel to Blair, the original Blair Witch Project. Right. I was like, huh? 
mean, so if, I mean, if I guess you could gonna... kind of make that argument that like it exists in like, the same universe. Do you want to? Uh, but I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Wait, I mean, we're going to get to that smash cut of the fucking. Yeah. In a minute. Uh, I mean, the guy's not unattractive. <sighs> oh, um, Carlos. Carlos. <laughs> wow. Got a good jawline. He's got facial hair. No, he's kind of a hard ass. Dark redhead. Miss Ashley. She's my guardian angel. Mm. If it wasn't for her, I'd still be in detail. I've uh I've grown to have more of an appreciation for the gingers recently, I must say. Yeah. Why is that? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's just like it just came well i mean it it you know tastes change um i mean for the longest time i thought foreskin was the most disgusting thing ever now i'm like bring it the fuck on yeah um i mean it's not my favorite but i don't mind it it, it is. Oh, before, is. It, before I had zero tolerance for it. Like, really? I wouldn't even watch porn if the guys were uncircumcised. Aw. <laughs> well, that's a little harsh. It was. And here it is. Yes, yes. I mean, at least go in a room and go in a bed. We don't even get to see the guy's ass. <sighs> oh, well, that's bullshit right there. <laughs> And getting back to the redheads, I was in a three and a half year relationship with a redhead who was a total dick. Really? Uh huh. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. I'm just saying, if we're pointing fingers, three years and a half. And was he an asshole throughout the entire thing? Um. Or, or did it kind of happen progressively? Progressively, but there. There were things that were said and demands that were made that were um, very, very unreasonable and downright sleazy. And from him, yeah. Okay. Um. And when I think about some of those conversations that we had, I really, really wish I had just gotten up and left. But I didn't because I didn't think I could do any better and I have low self-esteem. So. Yeah. I think we all have to deal with a relationship like that at some point in our lives. Mm. But eventually you learn. Yeah, it was for sure a learning experience. And I'm, I just, you know, I just take solace in the possibility or probability that he's somebody else's problem now. Yeah, same here. Prior to meeting Andrew, I was in kind of the same thing, but he was, and he was a manipulative 
asshole. Oh my god, so was mine. Like, so manipulative. Like, he would make me feel bad for getting mad at certain situations when I had every right to be mad. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's just, like, same thing. Like, I thought I didn't deserve any better, and I just low self-esteem at that point you know i wasn't going anywhere with my life and and even now like looking back on it like we both treated each other like shit like it was like i treated him just as bad as he treated me and yeah yeah ever been in a relationship with someone where you go to them and you say um what you did the other day kind of wasn't cool when you did this and this and this and this. And then all of a sudden, their mood completely alters. And they're like, well, it wasn't cool when you did this and this and this and this. And then all of a sudden, you're the bad guy. Yes. Yes. That was exactly that relationship. Mm -hmm. That's total, total master manipulation right there. Yes. It's just like, no. like, would you get That's not okay. One of my biggest pet peeves is people are people who are not mature enough to admit when they're wrong and to apologize. Mm-hmm. Yeah, seriously. Like, if you're going to be in a healthy relationship, you need to be able to communicate everything. Well, if you're an adult, I mean, how hard is it to say I'm sorry? I was wrong. Yeah, seriously. No ands if or buts. Just, hey. I was wrong. I know I fucked up. Well, as I've learned, there are people who would rather gnaw their own foot off than admit that they were wrong about anything. I know. It's sad. It really is. And that does not sound like Chucky at all. No, I think they got a different voice for this. And they tried to... Go back to the original Chucky look, which kind of works, kind of doesn't at the same time. It's like 50-50. And he's got a funky bowl cut, too. Oh. And I, that, that might have been intentional, because it's not OG Chucky. That's in Andy's closet. Right. His vault. So this is a Chucky cult member. <laughs> The only thing I could get my hands on are the barbiturates they give us for morning that I've been stockpiling for months, waiting for the right bitch to come along to poison. I think it's kind of the badass bitch of the asylum. <laughs> well, that was some good delivery, I must say. <laughs> Thank you. Really, Nika? Are you okay, Chucky? I'm Mark, by the way. It's nice to meet you. I've heard a lot about you. That's him, right? The guy she yeah, just fucked. So. Yeah, see, yeah. that's this is where I got confused. I was like, huh? <laughs> like, you just sound like the. Uh... <laughs> oh. oh, sorry, Buster. Michael, Michael Phelps. <laughs> He's retired. Yeah, with um, you know, I I am I think pretty good at voices. Mm. Um, and nobody calls me that. Um, I um, I recognized them right away. So, excuse me, Nika. So that was um, that kind of threw you through a loop there. It did, yeah. 
until until I until it was revealed that he had multiple personality disorder. Right. And we've got Jennifer Tilly coming on. Mm-hmm. But it's Tiffany. Mm-hmm. I think that this is Ms. Valentine, my niece's legal guardian. But I love the self-reference right right here. <laughs> yeah, we've mentioned it several times. Mm-hmm. You look just like Jennifer Tilly. <laughs> Alice's guardian? That's <laughs> I'm sorry, but you don't seem really familiar. Did anyone ever tell you you look exactly like Jennifer Tilly? <laughs> <laughs> You're not quite what I I bet you do, with those breasts and those legs. Somebody told it. You don't seem very dangerous. Doctor looks familiar. Um, I was I was trying to um think, or I think I did look up all the the, the cast at one point, but I think they they're primarily Canadian actors. Michael Terriot. he done? Heroes Reborn, huh? Oh, Hemlock Grove. I need to get back into that. Oh, he was in Assassin's Creed, huh? As a voice actor. That's fun. <laughs> she wanted you to have something. Oh, yeah. So Alice is dead. Um, but why, oh. would, why would they kill her when Chucky was trying to get into her body? Oh, no. This is the doll that they used in Alice's therapy to help her get over the pulse. She thought that maybe it would help you too. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's so sweet. Well, Is Jennifer Tully married? I was thinking the exact same thing. I have no idea. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> Good for her. Be picky. <laughs> I I really don't know a whole lot about her personal life. I mean, good for her. Stay out stay out of that eye. Ooh, Chucky meeting Chucky. I remember that she did come forward uh, at one point and said that she and Meg were sexually abused when they were little oh my god um yeah meg was not happy about that that she came out and said something or just yeah oh i think she wanted to keep it private but i think she did it to help other people so right it was for a cause it was for a cause yeah jeez that's terrible Um, she was married to someone named Sam Simon from 84 to 91. Oh, from The Simpsons? I'm sure. Sam Simon was like a producer or something, I think, from The Simpsons. 
Um, American director, producer, writer, animal rights activist, and philanthropist. Oh, known for The Simpsons, yeah. <laughs> wow. So, yeah. Uh, and he died back in 2015. Hmm. Now... Does she have kids? I'm sure she's got kids by now, right? Mm -hmm. No, no, she does not. Uh, dating someone named Phil Locke since 2004. Her net worth is 30 million. Holy shit. You can't go by that. Every time, um, I hear an actor get asked in interviews about, um, what is it, what their celebrity net worth. Mm -hmm. They're, they always say, please, I should be so lucky. <laughs> so this is just bullshit? They generally tend to be, yeah. I, I think that. unless it's, unless it's common knowledge that... Uh, what someone's worth like you know people all everybody knows what oprah's worth everybody knows what um jeff bezos is worth you know things like that yeah. but if you just pick like any random celebrity and try to see what their net worth is 99 percent of the time it's not it's wrong i believe that i mean i'm sure she's very comfortable but 30 million yeah i'm sure yeah she's she's probably quite well off yeah. um like but, maybe in I could probably see like the low millions. Yeah, I would say probably no more than ten. Yeah, that seems about right. Because she's worked steadily, but she really hasn't. Um, she didn't spend been, excessively. I don't think she's didn't spend excessively, but. Also, I don't think that she, um, she was the, um, key player in, she's been, been in a lot of A films, but she mm. was, hasn't been the lead in a lot of A films. Right. Like she does more support, supporting, um. Well, didn't she get an Oscar for a supporting role in a film? I think for Bound, she got something. Wait, we had this discussion last time, didn't we? I think. Well, <laughs> I think we talked about Bound. Yeah. Or we were talking about who who won, whether if it was her or um, Gina Gershon. All right, so it's nighttime, and one of the Chuckies is trolling through the asylum looking for Nika. Have you seen Bound? Long time ago. That's a good movie. And I generally don't like those kinds of movies. Yeah, with, it was... You know, with like it was something mafiosa else. type. But it really wasn't... It really wasn't about like the mafia. Um, yeah. It, like uh, Wise Guys. It was, it was more about uh, Gina and Jennifer's relationship. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I was... Probably like eight or nine when I saw it. Oh, yeah, I was I was young. Some that I should not have seen at that age, but yeah, 
We had HBO. What can I well, say? Well, <laughs> I don't really think it's I don't really think it's that racy. It's just, there's just some kissing. Yeah. I mean, but there's a lot of stuff implied. Yeah. Like, a there lot is. that you don't see that your imagination goes wild with. Yeah. They were both really good in it though. They were. Like, I think I, you should I believed every you second. I think you should and give was, it another one. Like, I always wanted Gina Gershon to do more. Yeah, because I mean, she was, she, she's a decent actress. She's yeah, she's underused for sure. <gasps> she's not supposed to be alive. Oh yeah, Nika took a piece of wheelchair spoke and tried to kill herself, and Chucky stitched oh. her up. And she looks I... at it in the morning, and clearly it's a fake arm. <laughs> oh. Yeah, Chucky's determined to kill her. Is that the gay nurse? Yes. He definitely sounds hot. I wouldn't say hot, but he's cute. Could I just, could I have some privacy? Tall, dark, and handsome Latino with the goatee. Oh, I like. <laughs> you know, I mean... Certain guys can rock a goatee. Certain guys really can't and shouldn't. <laughs> a soul patch? I don't think anybody. Should. No, soul patches should not exist. And the same thing with rat tails. Oh. Okay? I know, like guys with a rat tail, like, dude, come on. That's just fucking ugly and disgusting and just the name of it a rat tail like really, i know you want a rat tail hanging out of your head why would you want anything with a name that's disgusting <laughs> and chucky killed the schizo older lady oh god it's happening again mm. and in her blood under her arm it says chucky did it My question is, how did, how are they bringing these dolls to life? I don't know. I was thinking that too. It's very clever, Mr. Buckley. It's very convincing. I was actually hoping that you would be able to explain that to me. I mean, the best I got is that... Voodoo? Voodoo. Voodoo. That's the only way. You know, because they were doing the switch and awake. Yeah, if we can, if we can buy that, why not? Keep your fucking mouth shut. You know what, Andy? What if you really are crazy? Yes, Andy, you're batshit nuts. But not in the way that you hallucinate. But you got problems, honey. Maybe this really is just all in your head. It's really funny, though, that he, I mean, like, he's definitely older than Justin Whalen was when he did Child's Play 3, but they definitely do look alike. I washed your hair. I wiped yeah, your hair. they have I similar features. Three in the morning. Uh, mm. 
Actually, I don't know. She was thinking about I mean, Justin Whalen has a little more of a... Nika did it! Kind of like a little more square face, and Alex Vincent has a little more oval face. Aren't we overlooking one other possibility? I wonder what Justin looks like now. Claire, don't you ever get tired of being wrong? No, I do not. Justin Whalen. The simplest explanation is usually the right one. I would say he's probably got to be in his mid to late 40s. So sorry, we're late. I can't believe that was 74. Oh, yeah, late 40s. Wait a minute, there's two of them? What an ugly doll. Hi, I'm Chuck. Yeah, the voice of Chuck is not so great in this one. No, not at all. Where the hell did he come from? from I was hoping that he was going to say, Hi, I'm Chucky, and I wouldn't talk if I were you. <laughs> oh my god. I mean, he looks Tiffany. more or less the same, just a few more wrinkles. Charles Lee Ray. Who is that? He was a serial killer in the 80s. He murdered 22 people before they shot him in a toy store. He died right next to a good guy doll. That's not him. It's Chucky. Please tell me that you are not going to let her dominate the group with this crap. It's just a doll. Yeah, there's a lot of old stuff in the images, not so much new stuff. Right here. It is. Oh, here's one of him shirtless. That looks nice. Really? Yeah. Younger days, but. All right. I still think that the only two things that I've seen him in were Child's Play three and Serial Mom. I always forget about Serial Mom. I don't know why. I don't know either. It's a cult classic. Seriously? What the My fork? favorite, favorite John Waters. Aww. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, the most recent one is something, but, you know. Like I said, exactly the same, just a few more wrinkles. Not yet. Ridiculous. Ooh, the doctor's burning Chucky's hand. And Chucky's resisting. Nika just wants everybody to believe that Chucky's alive. But of course, no one does. Um, it's interesting that they, it took them this long to bring the franchise to a hospital setting. Right. Because that usually happens with everything. What are you doing? I thought we were way past this. I mean, it wasn't the primary location, but there is a hospital in um, Friday. Well, what about the other um, Friday four. Go and get rid of them. Okay, better safe than sorry. That's what I said. Um, did you say Freddy or Friday? So Friday. You Friday. You mean Freddy? Friday five. That's what he does. No. No, that wasn't a hospital. That was like more of a halfway house. I'm yeah. talking about um, in the beginning of the final chapter when they bring him to the hospital and he kills the nurses and shit. Oh, you meant like an actual hospital hospital. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. 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 This is a sanitarium, but it's still 
a hospital. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that a lot of a lot of horror franchises take that take that route. And Friday the Thirteenth was going to have part three. Um, totally set in the hospital. Um, revolving around Ginny. Ginny, yeah. I believe that a whole script was written and everything, but her, I think her agents convinced her not to do it because they said that they, they said, they said that she was, um, she was going to be going places and that, uh, you know, her star was on the rise. Lame. That didn't happen. And she's. Yeah, I forgot to mention the Friday that I watched on YouTube, the Jason Rising, it. Adrian King actually made a little appearance at the end. Oh, cool. Yeah. She cut off Mrs. Voorhees' head again. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And get this, her she was in therapy after, you know, all that happened after the first one, and her doctor was Ginny. Huh. Ginny Fields, because remember in, in part two she was Ginny was like a studying psychologist or whatever, studying psychology in college. Uh, I think, yeah. It's it's like it's implied, but you know, like you wasn't like, it like child remember, psychology, something like that. But remember at the bar, like she was actually like trying to dive in. They were having that yeah. discussion where she was trying to like figure him out a little she bit. She's trying to peel back the layers. Yes, exactly. So I thought that was a cool little twist. So Chucky no, but I oh, I think that her character was supposed to be. A patient. It, it was like supposed to be. I think they were supposed to go in a very Halloween two mm-hmm. um, kind of way, where um, he was, Jason was going after her, and he was picking off other patients in the hospital. Right. On his way to get to her. I mean, they. When you have something done in a setting like that, it's tricky to pull off, and it can be boring because Halloween two is boring. You know. So, I mean, yes they, and no. They could have made it work if they somehow, some way. I'm not saying it's impossible, but it's just maybe a little bit challenging. I like I like Halloween too because it's sleazier <sighs> and it's it, bloodier. It doesn't do it for me. I mean, the the kills are pretty intense, and there's certain aspects that I like, but I don't know. I just Overall, I think it's a little boring, but that's just me. Well, with the stuff with Lori in the hospital, yeah. that was kind of boring. The, you know, the trajectory of her character throughout the majority of the film. I mean, the rest of the characters are more interesting. Yeah. I mean, Lori's um, practically catatonic throughout the whole thing. Yeah. But um, Jimmy was really, really cute. Yeah. Just relax, Claire. I swear, I, I won't, I won't hurt myself. <clears throat> so, angry Asian lady was throwing one of the Chucky dolls down a chute, and Chucky bit her. And now oh. the doctors think that she did it to herself somehow. And now they're drugging her. 
So there's living Chucky dolls in the hospital and real Chucky is still with Andy? Yes. Mm. Hence the title Cult of Chucky <laughs> because it's literally a cult of Chucky dolls. <laughs> I know, a little far-fetched, but still pretty fun. It's a little confusing. A little. I mean, not being able to see it, I can imagine it's difficult to follow. It's Malcolm. I'm gonna need some help. Just relax, Claire. I'll be back in a bit. Don't leave her alone with the doll. So, do they all speak in good guy voice? Um. At first, uh, Brad Dourif's voice comes through later on. Oh, continuity error. Hmm. Oh, wait, never mind. They're doing a whole Brian De Palma. Brian De Palma, right? With an A? It yeah. sound, definitely sounds like the uh, Pino Donaggio score. Yeah. yeah. But they've got the split screen going like they did with Carrie. Oh, yeah. Batman. Yeah. And he did it again in, in Dress to Kill. I never saw that movie. Oh, that's a really good movie. I've heard of it. It's a slow burn, but it's good. I'm down for a good story. <laughs> and Chucky transferred his soul into the crazy hot guy the one the michael phelps guy yes yes i really think you would enjoy this a lot more if you could actually see it or at the very least find a better a better audio described version that i'm giving <laughs> Well, there's still hope. Compress. Does that mean what I think it means? Seriously, I'm not sure. And now they're about to do a little nod to um, Bride of Chucky with the girl getting killed with a bunch of glass. Uh. Um. Um, Don Mancini must be a, a Brian De Palma fan because of that that split screen and that and that very Pino Donaggio sounding score. And mm -hmm. I think Pino Donaggio did the score for Seed. I think you're right. Because De Palma was the first one to use that split screen and carry. Mm. And... Um, I think there was a movie. Uh, no, I don't think he was. I think he was the first one to use it that way. But I know that there were movies in the 60s, like Pillow Talk or something, mm. that did that. He definitely did it in a unique way. 
Right. For sure. I think that's um, what it is. Like it's he's the one that like made it a little more noticeable. And what was the movie you just said in the sixties? Pillow talk. Pillow talk. Yeah. Yeah, I've never heard of it. Yeah, like in Carrie, in the prom scene, you know, you could see what's happening uh, yeah. in totally different areas during the prom. And in, he does it again in Dress to Kill, where there's one scene where uh, on one side, it's the lead character on the phone. Uh, and on the other side is what she's watching on tv mm-hmm. which is kind of comes back into play later in the movie i'm going to prove it dr foley and you know what i think both dolls are alive but de palma was the one who got the credit for it <laughs> yeah i think well I, especially in 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 horror and, and suspense films yeah i think well even so. modern day movies like um someone took it and what who knows maybe kill bill quentin tarantino uses that split screenshot i honestly don't know what to think oh well Quentin Tarantino, he's a total, you know, cinephile. Yeah, and he, I know. He freely admits to... Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Body. Absolutely. I respect that about him. Mm-hmm. Like, he's not trying to pull off anything that's not his own. Mm-mm. It's been very useful in the past. And it might set our minds at ease. We might find out what really happened. The doctor still doesn't believe there's dead bodies in the hospital. See, that's why I don't like fucking Kevin Williamson is because he refuses to admit that he ripped off every other every slasher movie ever made. Right. But if you ask Quentin Tarantino, he'll freely admit, oh, yeah, I totally stole that shot from such and such. Yeah. I mean, Uh, there's no originality anymore. Just, you know, pay homage to your influences and let it be that. fucking doctor I mean he's attractive but he's an asshole he's got that silver fox thing going on oh <laughs> keep your eyes on the light maker oh yeah he hypnotizes the patients and, and sexually oh, assaults them yeah I remember that I don't care for that's not that's that's not creepy. Something that I would, yeah, but that's not something that I would think Don Mancini would write. Uh, Ugh, talk about abuse of power. Jesus Christ. Hidden cameras everywhere. No shit. Maybe it's a small comment on that. What if I were to tell you, Mika, there are recordings of you killing both Angela and Claire? What would you say to that? Well, I couldn't really argue with evidence like that. <laughs> She's in a wheelchair. Can't you make it? Yes. Does she look very much like Brad Dourif? Yeah, a little bit like in the uh, bottom facial features. 
But I mean, you Terrible. put them side by side, you could definitely tell they're related. Like she's got his nose and his chin. Yeah. When we were doing um, the Stendhal syndrome, and you were saying how attractive that you thought Asia Argento was, and I was just thinking, I, just, <laughs> I couldn't get past how much she looks like Dario. <laughs> Well, I mean, maybe Dario was more attractive in his younger days. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, like, he looks sickly. He, and I mean, like, I'm. Th these are going back to interviews that he did for Phenomena. Okay, I'm looking at a picture of both of them. And you can definitely tell they're father and daughter. Mm. You know, but she's not like a spitting image of his facial features. No, they're more. I they're more. It's a more feminine Brad Dora features. You know. So. Oh, you were still on Brad. Okay, I thought yeah. you were talking about Argento. No, um, <laughs> I should have specified. But yeah, like you can definitely tell that she's his daughter. Like her, her features are a little more refined than Brad's. Because Brad's are very, like, hard and masculine. Hers are a little more light and feminine. But you could tell they're related. <laughs> Does he have any other kids? I don't think so. Brad of kids. Um... Oh. Uh, Fiona and Christina. We've been waiting for you. Who's he married to? These are things you're supposed to know off the top of your head. I don't follow their personal lives. I just follow their movies. <laughs> um. Jonina, Jonina Dorif, and two daughters. They're still married. Me, uh, I'm not seeing anything about divorce, so I assume so. Wow, he's seventy-one. Mm. Yeah, I want to watch Cuckoo's Nest now. <laughs> I've never seen that. Such a good movie. Brad Dorf is a side character, but it's still a really good movie. Mm. Mm -hmm. So if you can find that audio described, check it out because it is a wonderful movie. I do like I do like the um the Simpsons parody of that one. Now that has a nice ring to it, doesn't it? With the chief. He picks up the 
the water fountain and breaks the window and get, climbs out. You know, the door was open. Chief, break everything. <laughs> and then he breaks the window again and goes, forgot my hat. <laughs> yeah, from, um, from when I hear the book is told from the chief's uh, point of view and you don't know that he's uh, Native American for much of it. I never read the book. I'd like to. Better put him down. He's getting a little cranky. Crazy lady. Madeline. Dr. Foley. You're okay. I have a hell of a headache. Don't you remember? I remember you hypnotized me and then... Mm. And then you uh, get, got me to confess to stuff I didn't do. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about hip, hypnosis. Mm. He isn't real. I don't know if I buy into it. It was you. I'm very concerned by this setback. I do. I think there's some forms of mind control out there. Well, whether I, your mind is able to take it or not, that's upon the individual. I, yeah, I think if it is, um, if it isn't a whole bunch of shit I don't think that it's something that you can do to anybody I think you have to be susceptible to it and I think only a very very small percentage of people are susceptible to it I'd probably say about the medium range I mean because I mean there obviously there's some folks with stronger minds than others but he said y'all know what it means it's just a I don't know, but I I had a therapist for a few years um, and I asked him to hypnotize me because he he was skilled in that area um, because you know I, I was having so many issues with anxiety and nothing was working um, um, I was very aware of what was happening, but, and I, I, I just felt really relaxed. Like I was in a meditative state, mm -hmm. but I, I don't think that if he like told me to like tweak my nose or something, I would have done it. So you were aware, but just very relaxed. I was, yeah. It was, a, it was like a meditative state, like kind of. It was kind of. It's it kind of is like um, like a dream state, or just no, no. I was aware of everything around me. I was aware of his voice. I was aware that he was talking to me. Um, is there something because, there that's like a little bit hazy at all or? Mm, 
No. I know that he was trying to... Um... He was trying to implant... Uh... Confidence in myself. And telling me... Trying to, um... Convince me of my strength. My inner strength. Um... And I'm just lying to the whole time thinking this isn't working. <laughs> it's not working. It's not doing anything. It's not doing anything. No. I just... But I, I enjoyed feeling relaxed. Right. But at the same time, I knew that I could break out of it. At right. Any but that's all you got out of it? Just a good that's, relaxed state? Yeah. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> there, there are people who, you know, use it to quit smoking and shit like that, but... Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know. So it can be helpful if you allow it to. Maybe. There, that scene in Get Out, have you seen that? Mm-hmm. That, I thought that was really, a really, really interesting approach to it. Because... She hypnotized him, but he didn't know he was being hypnotized. Right. And I think, and she didn't, he didn't know what she was doing with the teacup. Yeah. Um, so I think if you're unaware of these things, it might be more effective. Maybe. But I think because I asked specifically and I It's like you like you're you already went in there like kind of like a preemptive wall had already been put up. I don't know because I was I was hurt because I was at kind of at the end of my rope with you know some personal issues and I was really hoping that since so many other things had failed that this would work. Um, so it wasn't like I went in, uh, expecting failure or not being open. Right. Um. I don't know. Maybe there was some kind of guard up. Maybe. Most of them. It's a doll. And it's a powerful symbol of your guilt. Malcolm's confusion... But that was a really, really good scene in Get Out. Yeah, that was a great movie. Mm-hmm. I really liked Us. I didn't like Us as much. I, I did. I thought it was pretty, pretty interesting twist on everything. I thought it was. I thought it was a little too weird. <laughs> I think That's I was expecting. I, it. I think I was expecting something totally different because of Get Out. Yeah. I mean, I really liked Get Out, and Us was a. I, my personal, you know, thoughts was just I thought it was a good little sophomore movie for Jordan Peele to do. You know, and some people liked it, some people didn't, and that's fine. You know. You like um, Hereditary and Midsummer, right? I did not like Hereditary. I still haven't seen Midsummer. Mm. But I heard Midsummer's pretty twisted. 
Oh yes. <laughs> oh yes. Yeah, hearing that, that's why I've been kind of hesitant about watching it. <laughs> oh, it's quite twisted. Yeah, I'll check it out one of these days, but I was not impressed with Hereditary. I liked it. I mean, performance-wise, yeah, everybody oh, did God. amazing. Like, I For love sure. Tony Collette. She has yeah. become one of my favorites throughout the years. Oh, and I've loved her since Muriel's Wedding. Never saw it. Oh, for God's sake. But, you know, like, she does amazing. It's cool. It was cool to see Gabriel Byrne on screen again. You know, but just... I don't know. The story was just a little too slow for my liking. They didn't... I don't know. It felt a little convoluted to me. I liked it, but I didn't like the ending. Yeah. Um... But a lot of people really, really liked it as a whole. Yeah. And Midsummer came out very close to it. Yeah, it came out like less than a year afterward. It was like a year, year and a half. Yeah. And a lot of people were thinking that it was going to be something very rushed. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it, Midsummer is actually a lot deeper. And really? areas and it's it's a lot um it's a lot more um sophisticated in the storytelling okay oh chucky just drug nika yeah it's still on prime i'll check it out one of these days i had to wait that was one that i had to wait to um to check out because i couldn't find an audio described version Mm-hmm. And then out of nowhere, one popped up on Audio Vault, and I was very happy because I uh, the because I knew somebody who had the Blu-ray, and I asked him if one if there was an audio described version on there, and he said no. What happened to his hair? Um, Why would anyone? And I knew that it was because of I I'd heard little rumblings about it, and I knew that because of the kind of story it was. There's no way I would have been able to find it and follow it without mm-hmm. audio description. Right. And after having listened to the audio described version, yeah, no, I definitely wouldn't have been able to, I wouldn't know what was going on. <laughs> Crazy people. So another doll made its way to the asylum. (laughs) It's one of those movies, though, that it leaves you with just a very unsettling feeling after Mm -hmm. it's over. Like, it's just like, you feel creeped. Not necessarily scared. But like a little Um, dirty or something? Ah, uh, no, 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 I don't think dirty. <laughs> um, just unnerved. Okay. Like, um, uh, just like wow, what did I really just watch that or something or something? Um, I, I, it's it's no, like a dark feeling, like a, like uns, unsettling. Hmm. Okay. Was for their own good. Do you love them that much? And for a movie as sophisticated as that one was, 
I couldn't believe that Ari Aster is well I, now. He's only thirty six. So really? he was probably 34, 35 when he wrote that movie. Hmm. And to be that young and to be able to to write something that sophisticated. Yeah, no shit. Envious. I'll say. I'll say. God, I really wish I would have gone back to school a lot sooner. One last time. And I'd be on my way to having a good career. Not just starting out. But, you know, it is what it is. Well, I mean, some of the greatest writers in the world didn't pick up a pen until they were like 70. I know. Same I know. thing with painters. <laughs> I don't want to be 70 when I'm just starting to make it. Well, you're not going to be because you're in your 30s still. I know. I know. You have a long life ahead of you. Fingers crossed. As long as I can I make it past 41, I'll be happy. Oh god, why 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 41? Oh, that's when that's the age my father was when he died, when he passed away. I thought that's what you were going to say. Yeah, but you know, he didn't take care of himself. He was a drinker and a smoker and yeah, I like to drink a little bit, but that's the worst I go. So and I exercise, so <laughs> I've got a leg up. Well, that's good. I need to get back on that fucking bike. I keep I need... saying I want to do it, I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it, but I don't do it. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough just to get up that motivation just to start it. Well, yes, that's the thing. For me, um, starting things can be more difficult than finishing them yeah uh, it's just I that mean, initial plunge to just do yeah, it <laughs> yeah. just like eh, i should do this today never gets done <laughs> yeah all right so chucky just ripped out crazy lady's tongue oh yeah obviously choking her to death and killing her <laughs> And now the nurse is running down the hall to check because she heard a noise. And now it looks like she did it to herself. <laughs> what the fuck? How is that possible? Um, Chucky ripped off his arm and shoved it down her throat. Well, you're having a bad day, aren't you, Doc? Ashley, put him to bed. Dr. Foley, I don't think I can do this anymore. I quit. So how, how many Chucky's are there? In the, uh, well, in the hospital. Sorry. In the hospital, there's three. Go to bed. Oh, that's not a very big cult. Yeah, well, four when you count the uh, possessed dude. Mm. One Chucky actually got out of the doll. So, one of his offsprings managed to do something that he's been trying to do for fucking 30 years. Correct. 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 
Dude, putting him down a garbage chute does not work. You gotta put him in the incinerator, goddammit. Don't these people ever learn? Mm -mm. <laughs> I just had flashback to uh, Kyle putting him in the garbage can. <laughs> <laughs> Take a fucking guess. If this is a joke, this is not a good day for me. It was Chuck. Now, who is this? Who? Is this the hot nurse? And uh, no. This or the, is the asshole do doctor. This is the doctor. Oh, yeah. I figured once he started laughing at her. Yeah. Nika's in a straight jacket saying Chucky did it. Well, where's the hot nurse? Uh, somewhere outside in the hall. Well, that's a bunch of shit. <laughs> Madeline's dead. Chucky did it. No. Chucky did it. She dug him up and mutilated herself so it looked like Chucky did it. No. Unless you killed them all, maybe. You know, it doesn't really matter to me. You dick. Now you're gonna have to go back to Lockmore. It's too bad. Because here. It's so funny. Those um those child's play so comic books that I used to read by Innovative, like they had him full on in a mental hospital. In a straight he's in a straitjacket on the cover of one of them. Chucky? Yeah. <laughs> nice. And I just remember there's one scene of him escaping with a trench coat and a fedora on. And you see him walking down the street at night. That's funny. Yeah, it's very they're very silly. Uh, and the doctor's got a foot fetish apparently. Oh, ew. Speaking <laughs> of Tarantino. Right? Lord. You read, um... Um... Shit, what's your name? Um... Uh, from Jawbreaker and Scream. Rose McGowan? Rose McGowan's book, right? Yes. <laughs> In the part where he t he called her up specifically to tell her that he bought Jawbreaker on Laserdisc so he could watch the scene with her filing her toes. Yes. Ugh. That part's... Ugh. I know. I know. I'm like, really? Quentin? Really? Foot fetish? That's your thing? Well, as long as it's not hurting anybody... Yeah, I mean, to each his own. There's two Chuckies. Uh, the hot nurse death scene is coming up. <gasps> oh no, not my hot nurse. Yeah, sorry. Listen to you. You sound like Hannibal Lecter. I can't believe they canceled that show. I need to finish that show, actually. So, 
Where'd he come from? Who cares? Wake him up. So they gather good guy dolls, old and new, and they transfer a piece of Chucky's soul into each one. What the hell happened to you? Why did he say Ade Boku? I love being me, and I don't. I think they're fucking up on the spells. <laughs> I think that is French, because Ade is help in French. Ade Due, I have no idea what the hell that is. <laughs> anyone or anything with two legs and a hand for stabbing like Alice it was fun for a while people trust cute little girls almost as much as cute little dolls but little girls can get hurt when their victims try mm. to fight back then yeah. they ain't so cute anymore so they do possess like Alice the, I don't like the Chucky voices for the minions <laughs> oh. Yeah, dude, you see three talking dolls, you get the fuck out of there. Is that my poor nurse screaming? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Let's see. Um, oh. God. A drill, a broken butt glass bottle, and oh. a scalpel. I think you could put the pieces together there. Overkill. <laughs> With a lot of blood coming out the mouth. Mm. Talk about your spitters. Mm. He made the funniest face <laughs> when I drilled him. Did you see the steam when I sliced open his guts? I never <laughs> felt so alive. Yeah, well, you've been alive for like two minutes. Yeah, I think he was so, trying to do like a slight variation for each doll. <laughs> yeah. So what is there another one? Because he said he'd been alive for two minutes. There's a new one? Yeah, there was another one that got sent to the doctor. Oh, Jesus. That was just another doll that Andy had. Okay, now this is really getting but silly. <laughs> but yeah, it's kind of going back to the little bit of hokiness from... Uh, yeah. But still kind of a little uneasy. I mean, you get some gore, but that, that does not a scary movie make. Yeah. And really, like, there's not a lot of gore in this. Tiffany killed the hospital security guard, and there's a Tiffany doll in the back seat. Mm. And they're really going back to when she's filing her nails with the knife in Bride of Chucky. Yeah. Mm hmm. Like, they really emphasize on that. Get it over with. If 
I wanted you dead, you'd be tits up. <laughs> tits up. Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. There's worse things than death. This chair is making way too much fucking noise. Give me all the power I think of you. Why a day buku? Like when did that come to play? Come I on. don't know. It's what is a, going on? Right? Like, come on. Come on, Don. You've got people that have been watching for 30 years. We know the chant. Still don't know what language it is or what the fuck it means, but we know You're it. Right? I think it... I think he said it's a mix between French and Latin. That's what we were speculating. Yeah. Yeah, because whenever you, because uh, it's like um, the Necronomicon. Mm -hmm. um, usually, where there's like um, evil incantations, they're in Latin. Mm -hmm. So Chucky has transferred one of his minions into Nika. And now Nika is up and walking around. <laughs> and apparently that gave her the Boston accent. <laughs> Definitely perks to be supernaturally <laughs> possessed. And now she's gonna bash his face in with with her fabulous red shoes. So wait, who is that? This is from Nika. Nika. Oh, she's got a minion now. Yes, Nika is Chucky. And she just I'm killed the perverted so, doctor. So confused. Yeah. <laughs> One of the Chuckies got out. And now there's three humans. Three evil humans. I did it. The hot schizo guy, Nika, and Tiffany. Mm. <laughs> no, you didn't. Um, I killed her. Yeah. Is that a Charles? In your dreams, asshole. <laughs> I don't know about this one. I think it's time to shave your head and start again. I. I uh, it's a little far fetched, but. A little bit. You know. I mean, huh. it's definitely not seed. No. But it's got some. It's got some fun moments. I mean, they're incorporating this storyline into the show, so. I just want to be someone who matters. And the guy's got good arms. So I'll give you that. But I'm not Mark. 
I'm not Michael. I'm not... And just Malcolm. Fucking Malcolm. Sounds like it's getting pretty crowded in there. I can hear him. I can still hear Chucky inside my head. <laughs> Ow. He just got drilled. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it was a waste such of a good a set nice of arms. Place to visit. Good gosh, she sounds just like him. Okay, you know she's been practicing that laugh for a few years. Well, when you have the genes, it's probably effortless. <laughs> probably. Okay, so now we've got another Chucky going into Andy's quiet Oh, for God's sake! Room. Well, it's called Cult of Chucky. What do you expect? As I live and breathe. How long is this movie? Uh, eight more minutes. And now, Ch now Andy's having him one-on-one. -on -one. By the way, speaking of the Necronomicon, you liked, um, Drag Me to Hell, right? Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, that was a good one. It made a big splash, but everybody just kind of forgot about it, which is really sad. That's true. I, you, the only, re the only people who you really hear talk about it are just horror fans. Yeah. Like, it's fun and silly and a little bit gory. It's everything that Sam Raimi's great at. And Andy killed him. <laughs> you sent me? You Thanks go, boy. After me. Save me. <laughs> Fuck oh. you. Oh shit. You kill me, you kill her. Think about it. Shit. Yeah, thinking is for losers. Tag your it, pal. How's Alex looking physically? He's looking good. He's looking good. He's rocking that beard, short hair. I mean, as far as what's going on underneath, I can't tell. His oh, clothes, for God's sake. His clothes are a little baggy, but, you know, I'm sure he's got a good physique. And now there's a bunch of dead bodies and Chucky dolls. He doesn't do very many movies, I assume. Who? Alex. I mean, no. like, I'm sure he probably, you know, does the, um, does the, um, hey, sweet face. um movies made by the, the fans who meet him at conventions. Yeah, I mean, after these, he really just led a quiet life. 
Well, you know what? See, the thing is... Um... A lot of the... Like, especially the Scream Queens... Um... Would meet... Um... Uh, filmmakers at, at conventions and Something's never changed, though. the majority of them would hire like a Tiffany Shepes or a Debbie Rashawn for a day and write them a little cameo uh, you know give if as long as you pay their rate you know they they most of them have a quote if you meet the quote they'll come and do your shitty movie Mm. And then what they would do is plaster their picture all over the DVD cover and put their <laughs> name at the top yeah. and act like they're the star. And they tricked me many a time with that, I will tell you. But now that so few people buy physical media, that trick is kind of null and void. Right, right. She, nobody goes to the video stores anymore and says, Oh, look, there's a new Tiffany Shepes movie. I gotta yeah, check it's kind of sad. I mean, everything we need to know now is at our fingertips. Mm. Well, if I, if I was physically able... I think that I would go to the library to peruse the DVDs just to have some semblance of that video store right. experience. Because I think that's the closest thing that we're going to get to it. Yeah. I still, I mean, I still buy stuff, but... Yeah. Even now, it's still far and, far and few just because everything's so easily accessible, which sucks i hate saying that but it's true yeah but not everything and plus i'm the per the kind of person who likes to have physical copies of my favorite stuff yeah me too when it comes to favorite stuff absolutely and i look for you know what Scream Factory is putting out, but I mean, how many fucking times are they gonna re, 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 reissue the fucking Halloween movies? They have a new set with one through five coming out yet again. <laughs> When's the complete set gonna come out? One they through twenty-five. Did, they already <laughs> did the complete set. I think they only had the rights to. Um, the Dimension ones mm -hmm. for a while, only long enough to do that full set that had the shitty Rob Zombie ones. Right. And the producer's cut of, um, The Curse of Michael Myers, which fucking, I don't. It's so it's, silly. It's, I hate that one. I hate that, I hate that stupid Thorn cult. Yeah. I mean, I try to like it, but it's just, eh. You know, take it or leave it. You know, it was 
I saw that in a sneak preview, and it was fun seeing it with an audience. Yeah. Because everybody was going ape shit. Um, every time he came on screen, every time mm. somebody got killed. And it kind of tricked me into believing that it was a good movie. And then oh. I tried to watch it myself, and I was like, all right, this is a pile of shit. Yeah, my sister and I, we went and saw a movie with somebody. And I think we were like with my mom and my brother and other sister, they were in a movie, but it wasn't out yet. And so we walked into the Halloween six theater and our, it was at the scene where they're running down the hall of the hospital. And, you know, like when you're, I don't know, seven, eight years old, that shit's a little creepy. I was like, oh, this must be a pretty scary movie. Then I watch it later on. I'm like, this movie sucks. <laughs> oh, and here's where we get a little kyle teaser at the end of the credits of this one is that really christina lee's it totally is looking fabulous in her black outfit she comes to andy's house and sees chucky's head on the table and she's ready to play she gonna talk <laughs> oh. You go, girl. Christina Lee as Kyle. Oh. <laughs> yeah. That's so cool. And she sounded exactly the same. Mm hmm. That voice. Oh. Yeah. She was so cool to meet. I'll, I will never get tired of telling this story. Mm <laughs> hmm. She's one that you would just want to just hang out with, watch a movie, and just shoot the shit with. You got an autograph picture, right? Yes. Autograph, I got a photo, or a selfie, I should say. And is all that stuff framed and on the wall? I have them printed out. I haven't framed everything, but yeah. She and I talked about her character arc, and that was just awesome. <laughs> Did you buy a, uh, a headshot from her mm, yeah it's the image where chucky is laying on top of her at the bedroom when he has the knife to her face that's the image i got but i also mm. got a, i also took a selfie with her and you didn't frame that headshot? no the and what is wrong with you the headshot one is framed but the one oh okay. the picture of me and her together is not well, I was going to say, if you didn't have her autograph yeah. framed. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I have so many pictures that I need to frame from all of that. I don't know if I told you this before. Um, you know, are you f you familiar with, I don't know, I think you're less of a child of the 80s than I am. <laughs> um, but are you familiar with uh, Clayton Rohner? No. Um, Sorry. Uh, he was in just one of the guys and um, I'm Madman and Modern Girls. And he was on that show G versus E for a while. Um, but yeah, he's still acting today. He was in the third Human Centipede movie. Um, which I couldn't believe that they got him and they got Eric Roberts. <laughs> but, um, yeah, 
he he does conventions. Um, he just he's not really a horror actor, but he's noteworthy for some '80s movies because you know everybody loves just one of the guys. Um, but there was um, it was a friend of a friend who met him and said, told him, he's like, I had the biggest crush on you when I was growing up. <laughs> and he gave, uh, he wanted to pick an autograph headshot. And he was like, um, Clayton was like, what do you want me to write? He was like, I don't know. Just sign it. And he signed it, um, to whoever the greatest lover I've ever had. Clayton Runner. <laughs> That's funny. I know somebody else who said that he met the guy from um, Phantasm, the older bro- Jody, I think his name was, the older brother. Oh, yeah. And he told him that he like was his first big crush. And I, I don't think he was as, I don't think he was as flattered as clayton was or thought or was as playful i think he was just like oh that's cool just smile nod and say thank you yeah (laughs) yeah i think that's pretty much the way it went Aww. but having somebody like write something like that on a picture that's just so cool yeah seriously like hey embrace it like come on you're adored by fans everywhere and if you're attractive you're gonna get some people that have a crush you it's know, just Kane, the way it is. Kane Hodder has a big gay following. Oh, yeah. It's the muscles. Yeah. Yeah, he's a big guy. Well, he's not even that big. I think he's only like, what, 6'1"? Something like that. Tall-wise, no, not really. But he's he's got some meat to him. Well, he wrote in his book that he had um, guys trying to buy his underwear. That's at conventions that underwear that he was wearing um and like he was propositioned in the bathroom too Um, i'm flattered but no thank you (laughs) well he didn't seem very flattered when he was writing the stories he just like uh, um he sounded like he was not very happy with people being unable to control themselves or yeah. know the difference between what is appropriate and what is inappropriate. Yeah, I mean, boundaries, come on. Yeah, yeah. But as far as, you know, being uh, seen as attractive by the gay community he didn't seem bothered that doesn't by bother that him, but it's no it's, he, it's, it's a boundary seem, it's a boundaries issue it just seemed like he didn't like the way he was being approached yeah which is totally understandable seriously like he's a human being <laughs> yeah i mean hopefully you wouldn't go up to a random person in the bathroom and say can i buy your underwear yeah right so just because this guy played jason doesn't mean you have the right to do that exactly come on people yeah have some respect seriously just go look up nude photos on the internet like a normal person yeah (laughs) oh god i all right i i 
Um, I'm, I still don't know. <laughs> I still don't know. Yeah. Um, I think I if you can find an movie. audio described version, you might be able to give a better assessment and a better judgment. But from what you hear, you know, it's a little uh, kooky. Yeah. It's definitely a lot sillier than I thought it was. I mean, he went back to the scarier aspects of Chucky with Curse, and then he just spiraled out of control again. Yeah, I mean, I think he was still trying to keep the little bit of a creepiness factor of the isolation, you know, Mm -hmm. at a hospital and not, Mm -hmm. you know, no one around because it is out in the middle of, you know, nowhere, the hospital. So he was still trying to go with that, but going with an entire fleet of Chucky dolls. Eh. Mm. But, I mean, I guess that was just his ideas of a way to bring back Kyle and Andy. So, Well, he's been wanting to do that. Yeah. Chucky and, cult since part three. Right. And I've been wanting to... I think we've all been wanting to see Kyle and Andy back in some way, shape, or form, no matter how we got him back. So, you know, mm. beggars can't be choosers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But mm. I'll give this one a three out of five. <laughs> Curse is definitely a little bit better. Mm. But still um. fun and worth checking out for all you folks that have not seen it. And that if y'all have stuck with that these last couple of hours, kudos to you. Mm. Yeah. Now you're stealing my material. Yes. Well, I don't know. Well, that's okay because I am like so punchy right now. (laughs) I don't even know whether to shit or wind my watch. Um, but, um, yes. Uh, final, you just gave your final thoughts. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what to say about this movie. Um, I don't. I don't really think I'm in a in a fair place to judge it or, <laughs> or rate it. Uh, I know. Once we start watching um, the show, we'll have more to talk about. Mm. All right. Well, I think it's time we stick a fork in this motherfucker. So I want to say thank you to James for joining me, as always. Now we we um we uh, capped the series. We have made it through the Chucky franchise, minus the mm. remake. Well, I don't count it as being part of the franchise. Yeah. Oh, gee, if Don Mancini's is, if Don Mancini isn't involved uh, yeah. in a in a very strong position of power, I don't really consider it being part of the franchise. Indeed, so, OG franchise, mm-hmm. we're done. We are done. Mm. Oh, me. sorry. Okay, so apparently, being done means you know throwing everything that your mother taught you. 
about etiquette. I said excuse me, and I apologized. For God's sake. (laughs) Don't judge. (laughs) Poor Lester had to hear that. Yeah, he's fine. He's zonked out. Mm. All right. Well, again, I want to say thank you to James, and I want to say thank you to everybody for listening. Um, uh, especially for those of you who have listened to all seven commentaries, and all of them were just you and me. Indeed. So, yeah. I hope we were. I hope we were entertaining and on some level. Hmm. And um, I don't know. Is the Chucky series are they going to be half hour or hour? I don't know, honestly. Um, because if they're hour episodes, I think from they would be worth doing commentaries for. I from what I've heard from um actors and in interviews, I think it's going to be an hour. Because I think um, the main character kid, I think he said it was like a 10 or like an eight hour saga. Or maybe that was Don mm. that said that. So it, from that alone, it sounds like they're going to be hour episodes. Because, I mean, TV seasons don't last very long nowadays. No. So, I mean, I don't know. I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah, we will wait and see. Um, but, uh, until then, um, we still have the other episodes or the other, um, commentaries for the other movies and, uh, commentaries for other franchises and lots of stuff, um, coming down the pike. Exactly. It's a never ending slew of film. Mm hmm. So stay tuned and uh, yeah, come back and see me real soon. Until next time, this is Brandon Ford wishing you all unpleasant dreams.